Thank you for listening to another edition of Interview with DJ Nocturna. Um, my guests, we're going around the world. We're going to the land down under with Melbourne's um, artists, influenced by new wave synth pop artists, Peter Endall of Suburban Spell. Thank you for joining Hi. us. <laughs> nice to be uh, here. Yes, thank you. Uh, I think it worked out so perfectly how you have that background there, which totally matches your... Um, you know, your uh, whole music thing going on. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, the aesthetic is kind of something that I, I, I really kind of enjoy as well. So it's certainly um, like photography, et cetera, like that, and that, that kind of, you know, brutalist kind of aesthetic. So, yeah, it's a good pickup. You're right, the building behind me does. Look yeah, good. it's perfect. I, I figured that that building is around you somewhere. Now, so you're, you're all the way from Melbourne. You're my second artists that I've interviewed from Melbourne. I, I Of course, the first one is uh, Anastasia Cosmic Astrologer. I don't know if you've you, you heard of her, but she lives in Melbourne and she's an astrologer if you're interested in astrology. Uh, right. Anastasia Cosmic Astrologer in uh, uh, YouTube. Yeah, so Melbourne is an, an amazing place. And um, uh, I, I think I have a, two more interviews with, with artists from Melbourne. You, yeah, that's... Um surprising um it's kind of it's always had a really good music scene in melbourne like since the 70s and 80s really and i'm i'm going back a long way now but uh certainly the the music scene and the art scene in melbourne has always been really really strong and oh, yeah. it's a really it's it's a really cultural city as well so um having a really strong sort of music presence just goes goes hand in hand with that as well so um there's lots of really good bands and lots of Really good oh, acts yeah, to see yeah. down here. Yeah, ACDC is from <laughs> well, uh, Australia. And then there's, of course, Air Supply, In Excess. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course, one of my favorite guys right here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And Aussie, uh, both of them, yeah. you know. I saw, um, I saw the birthday party live in about 1979 or something like that uh, down at Festival Hall in about about three or four hundred people. So that was, uh, oh, and wow. I think, I think Nick had only just got out of school at that time. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was a great gig. Oh yeah. So have you ever heard about? I think he he's from uh, Warak Warak Nabil. I don't know. Warak Nabil. Yep. Yeah. I do know that. It's a little there? country town out in the middle of the what's called what's called the Mallee. It's in central Victoria, and it's just nothing. It's just a just a one horse town and it's in the in the middle of nowhere. So uh oh yeah he's you, gone you, on to, he's certainly gone on to grand things. <laughs> oh yeah yeah have have you have you been is that far from where you are? Yeah I, I, I have um I have been there. It's about four or five hours drive. But oh, there's yeah. a really good art trail out there as well. So it's uh it's kind of a good kind of weekend trip to go up, up that way. So yeah oh, I've seen his I've seen his hometown. So you're you're in Victoria in Melbourne, right? You're right in the city. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, you know, your music is inter very interesting. I, I love the pictures. You know, you, you have a, your, your album came out uh, in Valentine's Day. It's called Split Level. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. I know it's, uh, it's, it's something to do with apartments. And uh, it, it has a little bit of, uh, you know, like we were talking about the, I guess you're influenced by brutalism. Somewhat, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the term split levels, I suppose, um, there's it's kind of a it's a bit of a mid-century architecture term, and it 
not necessarily, but that's that's one of the key elements of that mid-century architecture is the use of split levels within homes. And I suppose um, the name kind of suburban spell and my interest in kind of um, uncovering suburbia and I suppose the multiple levels that suburbia brings kind of resonated with the term split, split levels as well. So it kind of just worked as soon as um, I was just working through some of the album, potential album names, I just stumbled across the term split levels and it just, it just worked really well. So hence that's how it ended up. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not really apartments. It's more kind of, um, you know, ranch style kind of homes where there's sort of set, set down levels and so on that, that, um, that occur within the, within the house. And uh, I thought it was nicely representative of the, of the multiple facets of the suburban life that we sort of, you know, that we all experience. Yeah. So Suburban Spell, I know that you, you've taken that name from uh, Influenced by the Pet Shop Boys song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, uh, which I love, too. I, I love I love that time, the, the 80s, of course, you know, all those great bands that came out of the 80s. And I was just listening to one of your songs. I know you were in the band called Shit So Shurz. Sh- uh, pronou- <laughs> I hope I don't pronounce that, misspelled, mispronounce that. It's pronounced Schizo Skirto. Tell yeah. us about that. What is what is the meaning? Or what, well, how did you come up with that name? Schizo schizo. Oh, well, schizo is kind of a, a slang term for being a bit kind of schizophrenic and a bit off the yeah. off, off off the wall, I suppose. And schizo, in in classical terms, means a lively rhythmic passage of music. So we kind of thought that was rather appropriate. And um, if you do a YouTube search for schizo skirts, so you can find uh, one of the singles I know, I that saw were that, released that, back I, in the eighties. I know, yeah. I, I like that song, "Back to Black." Yeah. Back to Back. Yeah, back to, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, I was I listening was to it. Fun. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I wanted to see if I can get a copy of that song. Would love to play it on one of my 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 eighties night that I do here called Acid Wash, because that song <laughs> that song came out in nineteen eighty five, so it would be appropriate. It's very uh, very danceable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no, was it, it was good fun. Um, yeah, no, look, uh, th- through the 80s in, in Melbourne, et cetera, was uh, a really good time to be around as far as playing in bands. There was so much, so much happening. And um, at the time, my kind of claim to fame back in those days is that we did a support for the Eurythmics, which, is, oh, which was really good fun. Wow. And um, we also did a support for uh, Fergal Sharkey. Um, from, oh, um, really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so. Yeah, so that was uh, that was kind of fun. So yeah, it was uh, yeah. Um, but certainly the eighties in Melbourne, yeah, it was a good time to be around. Yeah, well, what was it like? You know, the post punk scene and uh, the new wave scene back in Melbourne in those days. Oh, I mean, it was. You know, I, mean, um, I mean, for for us, you know, where I live and where you know a lot of people. I mean, we hear about England's post punk scene. You know, Manchester. Liverpool, yeah. all those guys over there that came out of those those places, but not I never I hardly hear anything about Melbourne. Well, um, yeah, look, it was a pretty thriving scene. Um, there was a few bands that kind of made it internationally, I suppose, out of here. I mean, the bands that kind of come to mind, I suppose, out of that kind of period is obviously in excess. Um, yeah. um, Ice House, um, they were sort of a, around about that sort of period as well. 
Midnight Oil, a bit sort of, yeah, a bit sort of um, like 76, 77, but also in the early 80s as well. And yeah, up, yeah. Up I, I, I love that band too. Real Life yeah. I think is from Australia too, right? Sorry? Real Life? Are they from yeah, Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. they're... Uh, yeah, actually, they're reforming, I think, and I think they're playing somewhere at, at, at one of the local pubs around here. So, so um, oh, yeah, so th- yeah, so that'd be great to see. Right now, and um, and uh, the Go Betweens. Do you know that band? They were, yeah, they were, uh-huh. yeah. So that I think they're, I think they're from either Perth or from Brisbane, but they're just a part of that Australian music scene. Yeah, no, it was it was really strong, really strong. Yeah, and and of course, you know. Roland Howard, you know, which is one of my favorite guys, you know, from the Nick Cave family yep. and uh, the Dirty Three, you know, Anita Lane, who recently passed away. They're all from that. They're all. And, you know, Lisa Gerard. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, Australia is a beautiful place. I mean, every the people and the music and um, I don't know, just seems like it's a great place. And uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wanted to talk to somebody who who was around you know, who, who experienced that period, you know, during the post-punk and new wave scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, it's a good, it's, it's a good scene, but in some ways it's quite, um, it's a, we're a very small country as such. We've only got 25 million people here overall. So, so it's, uh, it's really hard for, especially if you're in any kind of subculture scene to actually make some sort of impact. Um, really, you do have to go overseas to actually have a serious impact, but that doesn't, you know, diminish the quality of the of the artists and the people that are here. You know, because um, there is some really high 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 talent, high quality people here. I um I was out just on the on the weekend um just at one of the local clubs, and there was a band I'd never heard of before called Dark Water, and they were just the best thing I've heard for such a long time. They were fantastic. So um they've got a little thing on on Bandcamp as well with a couple of albums, and I think they're about to release. Uh, Third album as well, but certainly one of the best bands I've seen for a long time. I was, I was, I was, yeah, it was wrapped. It was, it was such, such a good night. It was great fun. So I, I know you play keyboard, and how, how did you get into music? Um, well, I can blame my parents, I suppose. They, they <laughs> started me off on the organ when I played, you know, popcorn and those really daggy songs on the organ in the, in the seventies and so on. But then. Um, in high school, um, I met a mate of mine uh, who uh, was into electronic music and we both sort of uh, had a bit of a passion for that electronic music and we used to go shopping in sort of record stores back in the day and I think one of the first albums I ever bought that was kind of um, that electronic music was a live Klaus Schultz, al- Klaus Schultz album and, uh, and then from that I, I kind of got into... Uh, Jean-Michel Jarre with Equinox and Oxygen and all of those really good albums. And then so I was, and I used to play with, with, with him. We used to have, have little concerts in his, in his lounge room, you know, and we used to invite mm-hmm. some of our mates around from high school to, to watch us, which was, which was great fun. And I suppose that was kind of the start of it. And then after that, I sort of played in a few, um, a few kind of more kind of uh, rock bands, I suppose, just um, from um, uh, that would have been in the, Late seventies, I suppose, nineteen eighty, and then out of that band, um, Schizo Skirts, I kind of formed from some of those early kind of rock bands, and then we, we we were kind of doing this kind of more new wave kind of style after that. But and um, and I've just been I've just been into music my whole life. It absolutely identifies 
who I am and you know what I want to be and it's just such a release for me to be able to write to write music so it's just a part of me and it always has been so you know your your first album was a self-titled album called Suburban Spell and then that came out in uh, 20, uh, 2021 Ah uh, yes, correct. Yeah, 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 that's right. The start of twenty twenty one. Yeah. So a lot of these were. Did did you write these songs uh, during the pandemic? Yeah, well, um, I suppose there's prior to that. There's just a little bit of a a, a backstory. Um, I, I was also playing. I play a lot of uh, piano as well as other things, and also play a bit of guitar and the double bass amongst other things. <laughs> and um, I was playing in a in a a, a bluegrass country band for a while, just playing the you know, double bass. And then um, I kind of got a bit sick of all of that kind of music again. And I really want to get back to my roots ultimately, which was that kind of 80s kind of synth um, kind of stuff. And then, um, and so um, I just started to um, actually, the guy that I was playing keyboards with in, in high school, I, I went back and had a, another chat with him. and. He, uh, he, he sort of uh, put me onto um, various platforms that allow you to record all your own music. And I've always had a head full of ideas that I just wanted to get down. And all of a sudden, I just found a, a really good avenue for me to get my musical ideas out. And so in answer to your question, yes, I wrote all of the songs. And I think the first album... If I listen to it now, and this is probably probably not an unusual response, I listen to it now and I go, oh, it's a little bit kind of cringy, you know. But I think um, I think uh, as as the more I write, the better I write as well. So um, I think um, as I as I'm still writing, I think my songs are kind of maturing and becoming coming stronger as well. So I think I, I think that album is uh, was pretty good for for what it was. I'm certainly quite quite proud of it, but. I think um, I think the work that I'm I'm doing now I think is much more representative of sort of where I want to go. Yeah, you know um, the first album. Do you feel the first album was? Um, how do you think it differs from the second one? Was it you, th- you think it was more darker? The first one? No, I don't actually. I think um, I think I, I think the first album f- for me was just more of a collection of vague ideas. Not vague ideas, but a collection of separate ideas and separate sort of notions and quite kind of separate musical kind of styles. Whereas I think the second album is far more cohesive and it's it's got more of a constant theme and a and a more uh, and a better narrative throughout the whole album from like a lyric point of view and from a, a musical point of view. And I just think it's um, I think it's uh, I think the structure of it's a bit more interesting than the first one as well. Yeah, I think my my favorite track on the second on the split levels is uh, the edge of the cloud. Oh yeah, yeah. This is, this um, is beautiful just, how you did that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I think um, so when I was writing all the, all the tracks, I felt that the album needed a bookend, one at each end, and so I wrote "Edge of the Cloud" as kind of the opening piece, and then the the very last song is is meant to be reflective of that but in a slightly yeah. different kind of style and behind the other when I, I first started to to write that I was I was trying to envision um, the Australian night sky and I, that sounds a bit kind of esoteric and out there but I really wanted to to somehow rather express that because the night sky down here in Australia is just 
truly amazing. When you go out there in the middle of the like of the outback and it's pitch black and you've just got the stars and it's it's absolutely stunning. So oh. I just wanted to try to write something that at least went some way to try and sort of capturing that, you know, that the grand scale of things. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, I also like full of fools and clowns and you know, we all pray, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, and uh, let me see what else. I like I uh, breathe the dust. Oh uh, yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a great album, and uh, yeah, and I, I was going to ask you. I know your um your 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 influence um you're influenced by the brutalist architecture, and I wanted to ask you like, what is it about that that you, what what is it about the architecture that you resonates? Yeah. Um, I kind of like things that are, are kind of ugly and and beautiful at the same time and I like I like the sort of um, I like things that are just aren't immediately um, I don't know beautiful and I like things that maybe take a little bit of time to actually warm to I suppose Um, but uh, so that's kind of one part of it the other part of it is that I think brutalist architecture and um, coming up with those ideas takes real courage I think that yeah. I think um, and I admire that that courage as well, and it's something I try to do with my music from a point of view that, and this is a constant challenge, believe me, as is um, is to try to strip back the core of what your song and just try to present the the essence of the song, and um, uh, sometimes um, that takes a bit of courage to do that to be able to strip a strong a song back. To its to its sort of uh, its bare bones, and um, and I suppose that's kind of what kind of resonates with the the brutalist style of architecture, I suppose, and 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 me the constant challenge of trying to pull my songs back and to be able to get them into a core. I suppose that's kind of where that, that crossover lies. So, is that architecture prominent in Australia? No, not not really. You've got to search it out. It's it's around, but it's not in the everyday kind of, um, you know, mm-hmm. CBD or anything like that. You've actually got to, um, yeah. But there, um, there's, I think there's a number of websites around that um, you can actually pick up um, all the, the brutalist style architecture. And, um, yeah, it's uh, certainly something I certainly keep an eye out, especially when I'm, I'm yeah. travelling um, to other capital cities around Australia, but also around the world as well. So, yeah, I, I think it's fantastic. You know, uh, so you know, your fools and clowns. You know, you you have a photo there of uh, of a, the beach. Uh, where is that at? Where's that beach at? Um, it's on the it's on the south coast of Victoria, so it's sort of southwest, I suppose, from from where we are in in Melbourne. Um, it's called the Great Ocean Road, which is a long a long stretch of road that runs through about uh-huh. hundred k's or something along the coast, and it's uh, it just follows the that. Um, sheer rugged coastline and it's one it's a very very famous um drive here in in melbourne and um i had gone down to a a little kind of punk rock festival at a place called port ferry which is about three hours west of melbourne and we're driving home along the the great ocean road and um i got out my trusty camera and just uh took some shots of some of the various places that we we'd stopped around with Full understanding that I wanted to get some some vision for for fools and clowns, and I wanted to introduce the starkness of that kind of scenery into some of the 
some of the urban um, footage from the from the video as well. And um, I wasn't sure whether the quality would be up to the standard, but uh, but thankfully it, it's worked out quite well. Yeah, you know, I also like the picture of uh, your your press photo. Uh, you're sitting like this, and uh, you got uh, a rotary phone, which is oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't find those anymore. Which I always uh, <laughs> used to. I used uh, to have one many many when I was a little. Uh, and I'm not quite sure what that. Well, you have something on the side. I think it's. I'm not sure what it is. It looks like food, maybe. No, it's just. It's just. Um... I think it's 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 a part of one of the flowers because I have oh, okay. like a there's a floral <laughs> oh, yeah, setting yeah, yeah. and some Australian Australian natives and uh, it was just one of the little branches. Oh yeah. Well, so what is that? What is that flower on the on the on the vase? What is um? Uh, look, you're going to test me on my knowledge of flowers here. I don't really know the name <laughs> of them, but but I do know that they're um the Australian uh, you know native flowers. I, I suppose, oh, okay. and, and I just wanted to sort of um at least have some sort of um, subtle representation of basically where I live. And I suppose that was it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I like the black and white uh, imagery. I mean, flowers, you know, they're, if it wasn't black and white, then you would see the colors. But um, I like how you put that in contrast, you know, with everything you're doing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I suppose that kind of simple theme and obviously, you know, black and white. Is is a theme I want to continue with throughout throughout the rest of my uh, yeah. you know, musical career because uh, it, certainly, it certainly represents the kind of style of the music I think and mm-hmm. uh, I just think that's so far, that's uh, so much more interesting I think than than working with color anyway. Yeah, and of course, a big shout out to UTM Music Group, Michelle. Yeah, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, no, look, I think um, I think Michelle and. And UTM have, have been absolutely fantastic for me and my and my career. I think um, this is this is a, a dream come true for me. Really, like for, for the last few years, to be able to have my my music heard all around the world is is absolutely fantastic. And I'm so excited. And certainly, um, without Michelle, it certainly wouldn't have been possible. So no, he's been he's been fantastic, and uh, it's great to work with. And he really tailors his um, his output to to the kind of music which I do, and he knows. Uh, the various markets around the world, which, which you know, like what I do. So um, yeah, no, that's that's been a really successful relationship. Yeah, and and I know you have uh, your your so your first album is the self titled album, Suburban Spell, and then the mm-hmm. second one is Split Level, um, right? And then um, so that one was released on Valentine's Day. Yep. So if anybody wanted to check out your music, I know you have it on Bandcamp. Yep. So, so it's on all the streaming platforms as well, I think. Um, so uh, and yeah, it's a, it's out there. If you search for it, you'll find it. Bandcamp, and uh, of course, you know, I mean, if somebody wanted to purchase your music, they can go to Bandcamp. Just look for yep. a suburban spell. Yep. And uh, and you're also on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Correct. Yeah. And of course, you, you YouTube, right? Some of these videos. I know you have a video that came out. Um, yeah, there's um, there's three there's three videos on there. Um, one for each of the singles, I suppose, of split levels. The first one uh, is called uh, Control, and that's got a lot of architecture um, photos in the video as well. Like um, a friend of mine, Chip, and I worked on the video for for a while, and uh, we really wanted to capture some of that kind of architecture. And uh, Chip's done a fan- fantastic job of putting that together. I think. 
And then um, up the second single was We All Pray, of course, and that was mainly shot in, um, in Toyland Studios here in, in Melbourne with um, Adam Kalitsis, who has been doing my engineering, I suppose, for some time now, but he also picks up the video side of things as well. So he, he runs uh, Toyland Studios down here. So that's, so that's been another really successful working relationship as well. And then sort of, and then of course the last one was um, was Fools and Clowns. So um, I'm thinking about whether um, I will do a fourth single off the album. I'm I'm, I'm not a, not certain yet. Um, I think um, if I do, it might be um, the track towards the end of the album called Feel No More. Um, and I've got a a co-vocalist on that on that track, a, a friend of mine called. Um, Leo, who plays in a rockabilly band, he's got a he's got a beautiful voice, and uh, mm-hmm. he he um, sung all the mate all the, the choruses in that song. But it's quite a it's quite a different song from from the rest of the songs on the album. But I think it's it's quite strong in its own right. So I'm just deciding whether I'll um, I'll release that as a fourth single and create another video, or um, I'm working on two new songs at the moment, which uh, are working out quite well. So um, I don't know. I, I'm sort of spoiled for choice at the moment, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Do, do you like working as a as a solo artist rather than a, in a band? I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, probably, probably when you play live, you have a you have a band. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I think I think playing live is a, is a, a little while off, but I've got a mental concept of what playing live actually looks like. But look, um, at the moment, I'm I'm really enjoying just playing solo and just you know being my own act, and so I, I suppose. Just being in control of everything like that is actually, you know, it's got its advantages. While I've got a head full of thoughts and, uh, you know, what I want the songs to look like, it works out quite well. But the flip side is that you kind of you lose that, you know, collaboration side of things. So um, I'm certainly open to working with other artists, yeah. And um, if, uh, if uh, someone comes along that um, we've got the right musical um combination if that's the right word or chemistry then sure i'd certainly be up for working with some other other partners yeah well you know i i yeah i'm sure you will uh there's so many wonderful artists all over the world and mm. even whole, uh, in australia uh, australia is open now uh and i yep. know you're, you're having your winter season coming up mm-hmm. right is, is it getting cold there oh yeah it's not too bad um <laughs> Uh, it's a it's about you know 10, 10 degrees Celsius here, which I'm not sure what the equivalent is over there, but it's it's okay. It's quite mild, you know. It's certainly not like a like a New York winter or anything like that. So. Yeah. Well, you um, guys, no, you, have, you have many wonderful animals too. You know, animals you can't find anywhere, like uh, <laughs> with the, the koala bear and uh, the possum. Uh-huh. They're so da- they're so cute, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, and. Uh, Kangaroos, of course, without trying to sound too much like a, a cliche, but um, they are just everywhere. Like if you go out for like mm. half an hour out of CBD, it's not too far. You can find you know, kangaroos around the around the local paddocks, etc. So yeah, no, like certainly running wild, like loose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I would I would run away because I, I heard they they're punchers and kickers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, running away from them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look. Some of them can be, but I think I think the ones around here are pretty pretty tame. So I think you'll be okay. Okay. I'll remember that when I come to Australia. I gotta watch. Yeah. Out yeah. Please. Now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, thank you for joining me. And uh, once again, you know, you can find your music on uh, Bandcamp and uh, 
um, Suburban Spell. I got Peter Endall. Yeah, thank you for joining me. No worries at all. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to you. It was lovely. Thank you. Is there any, anything else uh, coming up for you um, that we didn't mention? Um, no, not specifically. Um, I'm just going to keep keep busy writing and sort of producing, but I'd expect to have some some new material released within about, uh, I'll say, sort of five or, five or six months. I think probably I'll, I'll have something out there, if, if, oh, if not sooner anyway. So maybe like in 2023? Hopefully before that. Hopefully oh, before okay. that, yeah. Okay, well, that's soon. All right. Okay, well, well, thank you, and uh, good luck with you with your music. Thank no you. worries. Thanks yeah. very much.